0: Welcome everyone. This is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad. <laughs> And this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. All right, everyone, coming out of that intro hot. Th- this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere. Algorithms, I, I, I ate some cereal earlier today. I dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms. Okay, bad joke. All right sharing this podcast, telling your friends about it, leaving comments, leaving reviews. This is how we grow AKA Pads Audio Audacity. Your support there is more valuable than, 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 than anything, other than like a high-five in person. Because I would love a high-five in person. AKA Pads. it is day 24 of the 31 Days of Dread. Here we go. The, I... I was, look. There's a lot in me to just dump about Nightmare. That's why I'm doing this multi-episode recording. And I'm dumping all of these movies, all of these episodes, all of these days on one day. Because I want you to be able to listen to six episodes of me talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. The biggest film franchise to uh, compare to Planet of the Apes of its day next to James Bond. Because we're talking continuous storyline. So here's the story the town, the, the townspeople, okay? A lot of kids go missing. Freddy kills the kids. Freddy gets caught. Freddy goes to jail. He doesn't go to jail. Technicality, he gets let out. And the town people just basically burn him alive. <laughs> and then, it, like, almost like a dream demon's born. And a generation kind of starts to come up, pass by, and for absolute revenge, Freddy starts haunting the dreams of the children, of the people that burned him. Rightfully so. We have to say rightfully so. And he murders the kids one by one. He ends up with Nancy at the end of the first movie. She, She home alones her house. She pulls Freddy out of the dream, gets him. And then, boom, we're rocking and rolling. Nancy wins. And uh, let's roll the credits. And then the hook, the trope of every single one of these Friday the 13th movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. I always want to say Friday when I think Nightmare. Is the last scene is going to be a dream sequence and Freddy is not dead. So from very early on, between the first movie and the second movie, a year apart, this reoccurring trope. A way to signal signal to the audience that we're still in it. That you cannot kill this guy, but it's going to be fun watching people try and kill him. Let's reamp this. So all that was lost with this movie, even though we we do have a dream book end segment, uh, or book ending this movie, meaning first scene and last scene echo one another. Pretty much same as the first movie. This will again will be a trope. In almost every single movie. But the last one. But we got Jack Shoulder. David Kaskin. Wes Craven is not involved. He doesn't get re-involved. Until the next movie. And the next movie is an all-star. Production crew. And now here we go. We get a little bit of the modern movement. The modern progressivism. Has hijacked. Freddy's Revenge. And uh, they want you to think and believe and to feel. They want it bad. That this is a movie with with homoerotic visuals. And it's not. Okay? Because our protagonist, our boy in this movie. Jess Walsh, right? Mark Patton. No. (laughs) Is, Is this. He's in love. He has a neighbor or someone he goes to school with. His love and his relationship with this movie drives the plot. Drives By what I mean by driving the plot, it drives where he is. How she's able to help him while he's realizing that Freddy is not only in his dreams, but Freddy is slowly possessing him. So we're in... A little bit of a horror movie trope also because this is very comparable to the second Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2 Hellbound. Meaning our villain needs to come back and he's got to possess someone and slowly turn himself back normal only to get his ass kicked to him by the third act. Here's the thing though, some of these you know progressives and whatever, um, you can't deny that what they're seeing isn't there, because it is. But we have to go with intent. And there is there is a scene in this movie where our protagonist goes into what you would call a gay bar, no big deal. But here's the thing, this bar, these scenes are very similar, very similar to a lot of 80s movies. Even Terminator, Terminator has these very similar scenes. And the reason for this is because this underground nightlife was what all the kids were talking about. And we have to put it into a movie. And the only difference between Terminator's portrayal and this movie's portrayal. And look, there is a long list of this. I haven't made the list, but I know there's a list. Because I see it a lot. Is quality. It's the ability of the people making the movie. And we have a short Like, we have a small budget, we have a short production, we have a quick movie rollout to cash in on that sweet money from the first movie. This movie doesn't sell the idea of the setting very well. It doesn't sell any of the settings. Our protagonist's uh, room, his room, they just moved. And his room is very poorly uh, blocked, okay? Uh, His house is poorly blocked. Uh, This whole movie feels fast. Now, it has some amazing school bus dream sequences. Uh, It does have Freddy being Freddy. Really cool stuff. The end of this movie, keep in mind, it's the love of the girl and and Jesse, our protagonists, that defeat evil until we get to the next dream sequence and we have a looped dream sequence as we spoke about with the last episode. Now, real quick though, let's... Can, can we just discuss box office? So here here's what happened. Look, tell me if this isn't a common pattern. People think these people don't know what they're doing. So Nightmare 84 makes, you know, like worldwide, $57 million. The second one, Freddy's Revenge, comes in worldwide at $30 million. Now, keep in mind, worldwide box office, not what it is today. So we have a 0.5 drop-off. If that happened today, the third movie probably would never get greenlit. It wouldn't. But these movies were made economically. They were made very cheap. They were made very fast. This was made for $3 million and it got a $3 million, $30 million return. They're, they're still milk in the nipple. The third one, Dream Warriors, $44 million right? budget. Maybe five. Next movie, 6.5 million, Box Office, 50 million. Even Nightmare 5, the Dream Child, which is this is now the turn of the franchise. It's hard to recover from this movie as we would see with Freddy's Day. 6.5 million budget, $8 million budget. I'm sorry, $22 million. See, now that margin is not looking so great. And the final nightmare, $9 million, $34 million so like now like so people showed up for that last movie that weren't there in the previous ones this is a very similar consumer pattern that we see and it somewhat became a crescendo with avengers endgame where the audience is towed along the line and they're taught and and you know and look media helps because people were able to absorb the entire mcu at home between all of these like big events within the MCU, like Captain Marvel being a big event, and you know uh, the Avenger movies. But here's the thing: the audience did. You can you can kind of argue it. They did reject Freddy's Revenge from the Inception because they were still trying to figure out what how Freddy worked. And hey, it took another year. The next movie, Nightmare 3, Dream Warriors. It's 1987 and it's not 1986. They took extra time. And here's, here's the funny thing. Once they locked in on who Freddy was with our next movie, Dream Warriors, we have another one, 88. Then we have another one, 89. Okay, they had Freddy figured it out and they just had to put these human elements and really do complex things. More advanced special effects, right? The special effects and what Freddy does in each movie builds upon itself. This is the glory of the Nightmare franchise. It's one of the most special effects driven franchises ever, effectively. And then once we nail in Dream Warriors, the big solution is always going to be exactly how do we bring this character back now we don't get into freddy's background until the next movie this is where we start to unravel the true origin of freddy krueger elaborating on you know this very episode of how i open to all of you but everyone freddy's revenge it's about a boy and a girl falling in love defeating a dream demon we gotta get that straight is a little gay sometimes i love you and rock and roll and to continue this telethon we're not talking about high fives. there's other ways to support me i i'm a living professional i'm a full-time freelancer anything you see on this like here on this podcast or see my social media I, i make everything it's all made by me that's a part of my pitch to you and you can Purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And they're two wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue 1, 2, or 3 or whatever. There, Uzi Susie is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know. We can rock and roll from there. So everyone... Thank you so much, and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox, that's right, you can play Halo with me, just straight up aka Pad on Twitter, straight up aka Pad on the Facebook, my business page is there, my personal page is there, hey, be a personal friend of mine, I don't care, let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just, who cares? do you like you know the transformer movies i love them we can talk about that all night so meet me there and we'll rock and roll let's get talking we got a movie to discuss